The Worst Podcast Ever can also be listened to on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and many more. Links in the description below. What would you say to me? Everybody, what is going on? It is episode 32. Welcome back to the worst podcast ever. I am your host, as always, Dan Brosman. And guys, we, we're we here in the middle of Winter Wonderland, uh, Winter Storm Landon. I, I wasn't aware that we were naming uh, Winter Storms, but evidently that is a thing. Um, yeah. I said uh, we were going to get anywhere from 8 to 12 inches, and that's definitely what we got um, in the middle of it. Uh, and now it's just really cold. So, yeah, we're hunkered down here. Luckily, uh, I had today off and tomorrow. And, of course, you know, school was was uh, a no-go for the kids, and my wife works at a school, so she was home today as well. And they're going to be home tomorrow also, which is – the reason why I am recording this, uh, recording it late. And plus, it's so much quieter at night. Um, I hope you guys are having a good time right now. If you are in the areas where the snowstorm's happening, uh, I hope that you guys are staying warm and toasty, um, playing some video games while you have this, this extra time inside. Um, so what's been going on? Actually, God, I... A lot of times with podcast episodes, sometimes I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to talk about. But this one was like, how much of this do I want to talk about? Because there is so much um, I'm going to go through today. And uh, so let's take a run through uh, at the topics that we're going to talk about today. First, we're going to talk about is Peacemaker um, on HBO. God, I was a little late to the, the series here. I think they had five uh, episodes already out. And man, this is just a great show. Kind of feels a little bit like the the boys on Amazon a little bit. We're gonna talk about uh, Boba Fett. Um, do I still like it? Do I not like it? Have I changed my mind? Well, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna get into that a little bit. Um, we had well, we just had uh, Spider Man, a new Spider Man movie, No Way Home. Uh, came out which was if you guys haven't seen it is fantastic and and if you have then you know what I'm talking about um and we're having another Batman movie coming out and it's going to be like an almost three hour Batman movie and uh Robert Patterson is going to play Batman but I figured in 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 honor of these two movies uh having come out and coming out pretty soon uh I'd like to talk about some of uh, my favorite Batman and Spider-Man games. Now, I know that at this point in time, there are so many out there. Um, I haven't played all of them, but the ones that, that I really enjoyed, I'm going to talk about that a little bit. So, amongst other things, uh, I want to take this opportunity to congratulate 
the Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers. Well done, guys. Now, I'm from the Chicagoland area, so I am definitely not a Green Bay Packers fan. Let's just say that. Not at all. And I can't tell you how much it warmed my heart to see those guys just eat it. And, you know, and if you watch the game, you know that Aaron Rodgers only put up 10 points. And that wasn't enough. He was going to have to put up 13. And it was just unexpected. Actually, this this whole uh, NFL playoffs this year has been totally blown my mind. Uh, If I was a betting guy, I would be broke right now because every game out there, I pretty much was not calling, although I was calling uh, the Rams against uh, San Francisco. I did I did say the Rams were going to win that one. But anyway, um, yeah, so congratulations to Aaron Rodgers. Um, I, it brings a smile to my face every time you choke in the playoffs. Good job. All right, so Peacemaker. <laughs> this, in case... You are not in the know about Peacemaker, and I can't really say that I am. Uh, Peacemaker is a character, obviously, on the DC side of things, uh, in the DC universe. Um, he he came about in The Last Suicide Squad. Now, I haven't seen it. I've seen, like, the first five minutes. I don't know why I haven't. Maybe when I get done doing this recording tonight, uh, I know it's on HBO Max, so I might sit down and, and watch it, just because... I want to see uh, the Peacemaker character in in that setting because the show is fantastic. So John Cena plays the Peacemaker, and he started off his character in this world, started off uh, in this last Suicide Squad, which I heard is really good. So, and this is going to be spoilers, guys. You know, and the same thing with the Boba Fett section. It's going to be spoilers. So, you know, earmuffs or here's where you bow out, okay? Because it's going to be a lot of spoilers about all this stuff. Anywho, in I guess in Suicide Squad, he ends up, they think, you think he he's, gets killed. But, you know, I mean, with movies and especially with, with comic book movies, superhero movies, it's very easy to figure out a, a very simplistic way to bring these guys back. And that's exactly what they did here. And... <laughs> So Peacemaker is very much the boys on Amazon Prime. And if you haven't watched that show, good God. If you haven't watched that show and you have Amazon Prime, you need to get on that because there's going to be a new season of that coming out too. And the boys is just fantastic. And so anyway, Peacemaker is very much in that that kind of genre of like, hey, it's a superhero flick. Kind of, but it's also going to be over the top, childish and wrong. The humor in this thing is top notch. And I can't believe how much I'm enjoying this. And the great, well, first of all, the writing's done by Peter Gunn. And if you don't know who Peter Gunn is, he is also the guy who made the uh, all the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. And actually... I think he just got done or he's in the process of shooting 
Guardians of the Galaxy 3, which I loved the first two. The first one was the better one. The second one, it was good. It was good, but it wasn't nearly as good as the first one. So he's he's doing this. Now, I don't know if he's, I don't think he's directing every single episode, but he's like the writer and producer. And uh, it, it's just so good. I mean, you have, you have Peacemaker, who is still, uh, I think, connected to Cadness here. He's supposed to be in prison. And he gets out of the hospital after everything that had gone on in Suicide Squad. And now he thinks he's free. But no, he still, well, see, he was in prison and he got out and he thought he was scot-free. Well, he still has uh, responsibilities to, I want to say it's Cadness. Um, and if, you, if you're from D.C., you know what that is. It's kind of like a, a secret government black ops organization. Anyway, so now he's locked in with this new group of, and it's almost like, a group of misfit black ops people. Because you have a woman named Harcourt, which is... Actually, let me say that. I, I kept thinking her name was Hardcore, like a like some sort of a call sign or something. But actually, when I looked it up, it's Har, Harcourt, which, okay. Um, and she's kind of like the Black Widow of the group. Uh, and some of these... Uh, Adrian Chase, this vigilante, which is actually his, his, uh, his like best friend, kind of, kind of weird guy. I, you know, it's, it's going to be really hard for me to explain this show and the ebbs and flows of it with the humor, because it's kind of hard to nail down here because they do this, they have this, this over the top kind of immature humor, but as you go along and you kind of get vested in the characters, which is really surprising that you get invested in these characters and that you get inf invested in Peacemaker. Because he, Peacemaker's background is pretty much from birth, he was taught by his father to be just a stone-cold killer. And his father's a piece of work. His father, uh, Augie Smith, used to be a, I want to say he was a, yeah, so he was a uh, he's the leader of the Aryan Empire and a supervillain known as the White Dragon. And I don't think he's the White Dragon anymore because he's an older guy. But yeah, I mean, and the guy that they got the actor that they got to play him is um, Robert Patrick. And if you don't know who that is offhand, he was the T one thousand in Terminator two, the the Terminator with the liquid metal. So this guy's been around for a while. Wonderful actor. And he plays him so well. So basically, Peacemaker has grown up with this father. Not necessarily the best, the best role model. A racist supervillain. Uh, yeah, just totally the worst scenario ever. But deep down, he is a good guy. And he has that kind of struggle with, you know, him hating what his father is. But at the same time trying to live up to what his father expects of him, which I don't think can ever happen in this situation. Okay. And in the end here, what we're looking at, and so far we're only like four episodes in, but he's going along and you find out that they are trying to track down and kill what they call butterflies. And you find out 
uh, about the third episode in what the butterflies actually means is is these small aliens that are about you know a medium-sized bug with wings infiltrate and take over people's bodies now why they do this and what to what end they are doing it for we don't know yet and i think we're getting close to figuring that out but he's been brought in that his black ops group to hunt these things down and to kill them and that's all it is in a nutshell but the the writing of this is so good it is so good I, I am not that much of a John Cena fan. I, I'm I'm I haven't been a wrestling fan since the Attitude Era, so it's been it's been a while, and I definitely wasn't in it uh, during the the uh, John Cena times. But I, uh, you know, him as an actor, it's always been hit or miss for a while. But this character, this character right here, has really brought him into his own. And I, I don't know if it's just the writing or the character just fits him, but I could definitely see this being as a springboard for him to do bigger and better things, which I hope so. Because I know, like, I know a lot of people that don't care for John Cena because he's kind of cocky or whatever else. But you know, look, the guy, the guy is at least committed. Okay. Because that dude is jacked. And as long as I can remember this dude is jacked. Anybody that commits to staying in that much shape for that long. I mean, you, you got to give them props. I can't. I, I only have one shape and that's round. That's what I'm committed to. And, and that's easy. <laughs> that's really easy. That comes natural. I'm a natural round shape. It's just what it is. So John Cena... That being said, John Cena, good, great job, man. I can't wait to see where this goes. I want to say there's going to be how many episodes? Eight episodes. So we're on number five. So we got three more, which which is good. And I'm really hoping that this is going to lead to more things, like another season. But I also hear uh, in the rumor mill that there is other side um, spinoffs of this uh, show um in in development right now which is great and i hope that john cena is in it because that is definitely what i want to see so yeah guys if you haven't seen it it's on hbo hbo max they got five episodes right now you know if you don't want to pay that i'm sure they have like a a free trial so you know maybe in another month when all the rest of the episodes come out then you know jump on get that free trial and then you can just binge watch all of them and then you can watch the the second uh suicide squad so yeah so the last episode you guys heard me uh kind of gushing over boba fett and i i really at the time there'd only been two episodes that had come out and i i'd really really enjoyed those two episodes i really did i thought they were great um, and, and I know I, I was a little hard on the people that were, weren't necessarily all that impressed with, uh, the, the first episode. Um, now look, uh, you know, when it comes to star Wars and stuff like that, it's, it's very hard sometimes to judge things like that, at least for me, because I have, you know, 
the f- very, very much fandom part of me. And then, uh, you know, I, I want to try and say, hey, if I wasn't a fan of this, would I like it? And, you know, I, I it's got to hit a balance there, I think. And there are, I still like it. I, I'm still enjoying Boba Fett. But there are some things here that I want to talk about here because it there are some issues with it. And uh, unfortunately, um, I don't know how you're going to rectify this because I think there's only one more episode left. So I think there's, what, seven episodes? This thing could have probably gone for another four episodes. Now, I know, you know, I mean, costs of making, you know, a, a, a series on a streaming platform is very expensive. I can only imagine. But... You know, if you're gonna do it, you got to do it right. So let's let's talk about what I what, what some of my issues with Boba Fett are right now. And I just want to say, I I'm still enjoying it. I'm still enjoying it, but there are some things that just kind of are eating at me a little bit with this show. Okay, and, and so the one the main thing that's really bothering me here is that Boba Fett comes off as dumb and weak a lot of times with with that way they have him written here. Uh, so basically he's a Daniel, which is a crime boss on Tatooine, right? So I was kind of thinking that they were going to write him kind of as like a Don Corleone, you know, where he was smart and not necessarily brutal, but brutal in, in, in when he has to be, you know, but he's also very smart and, and able to, you know, work behind the scenes and position himself in in that kind of in that kind of way, along with it having that Star Wars flair. And I thought, and I I thought that's where they were going, and I think that's kind of what they maybe were trying to do. But I I don't know if it's because they they're just not doing it that way, or if it was lack of time because of how many episodes they were doing. But that's not how it's coming off. Boba Fett is coming off as as dumb with a lot of decisions that he makes, and he's looking he looks weak in it. The problem is you have two different Boba Fetts going on here. You have the one when you introduced him in The Mandalorian, a guy that came in, kicked some ass, and just set the tone. And once you set that tone, if you go a different route, it's going to be very hard, and that's where I'm at. Because what I thought we were going to get in this, in this, in this uh, show, because of what we've seen in the Mandalorian, Mandalorian, it isn't what we got here. And I do appreciate the backstory of, you know, how he got out of the Sarlacc pit and how he he you know pulled himself back up and got to where he is now. But but in, in those those aren't really. Those are the the good parts, right? And if you guys have watched this, write down in the comment section below if you're on uh, watching this on YouTube. Let me know if, if what you think about this too, because it kind of feels like at a certain point when you get to the not the flashbacks, but like to what's going on now and him kind of consol- trying to consolidate his power now, it feels like it just falls flat. It feels like a little bit of fan service and then not a lot of substance or what it it just feels like 
he hasn't done anything. He's recruited this mod gang, which are these young adults or kids that 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 mod themselves with with technology or whatever. And they ha- they all ride these like they look like mo- well they're motorcycles, but they look like Vespas. And and they had this slow and very very uninteresting uh chase scene in most Espa. And it was just the whole time I was just like it just it just wasn't doing it for me. And Danny Trejo makes uh an appearance in this as well. He is the trainer for the um oh what do they call it? I'm trying to look here. The Rancor. So you know, Boba Fett gets the Rancor as a gift from Jabba the Hutt's cousins because they're out. They want to go out because, you know, the Pike are coming in and they're running their trade, their spice through there, and there's going to be a war coming and they don't want to deal with it. You know, and that's the whole thing here. So, you know, while he's trying to consolidate his power, he comes at odds with the Pike. And now, you know, now there's going to be a war. And they only, man, we haven't even started the war here. I don't know how they're going to wrap this up with one more episode because for the last two episodes, he has been in it like a minute, maybe. Because these last two episodes have been all Mandalorian. Uh, I don't, I mean... Especially coming off a, a Hawkeye and how much of a snooze fest that was. And I'm not saying this is on that same level, but God, you know, it, there are times when it definitely skirts the edge of like hitting that Hawkeye feeling. And w- while I have enjoyed it, you know, the parts that I've enjoyed the most are the ones where he's not, where Boba Fett's actually not in it. And you have the Mandalorian. Because the last two have been kind of a setup two episodes that have kind of set up for the Mandalorian season three. I mean, the Mandalorian's going to help Boba out, but I mean, I would have preferred not to have these episodes in here and then just put them in the Mandalorian or have the Mandalorian come in and help Boba out. I don't know that you needed to have two episodes when you're only going to have what seven episodes dedicated to the Mandalorian. It's Boba Fett, man. I, I mean, and I love the two episodes with the Mandalorian. I love the Mandalorian, but I, I want a Boba Fett show here. And it feels like that, that, you know, in a seven episode series and you take two episodes and don't have, or barely have Boba Fett in there now five episodes with just Boba Fett and you spent two full episodes doing the backstory. He didn't even make it out of the Tuscan Raider camp. So I don't know, man. I, 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 the problem is I just want to see him be better. I want to, I want him to come in there and kick ass and they're trying to write him as being noble, which, okay. I mean, I get it. He has an honor thing, and that's kind of cool. But not at the expense of this guy being a savvy, you know, underworld crime boss. 
Because either you're a crime boss or you're not, okay? Because as much as Michael Corleone and, and, and his father were, were fair, you know, with a lot of people, they were also, when they had to be, would get violent and brutal. I mean, that's just the way it is. You're a crime boss. So you got to go in and you got to kick some ass sometimes. You know, who knows? I mean, whatever. I mean, we have one more episode. I don't know how they're going to wrap everything up in this other episode. Because there's supposed to be this 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 battle or this war with him and the Pikes. And we only got one more episode left. And the war hasn't even started yet. So how are you going to have this war? I mean, I... I just feel like either this needs a second season, which that's fine with me. Let's do a second season. But I have a feeling they're going to try and cram 10 pounds of shit in a five pound sack. I'm really hoping that's not the case. I'm really hoping, you know, you had John Favreau doing this. And, um, you know, they haven't him. Him and Dave Filoni haven't let me down yet. This is the closest. And I'm not saying it's a letdown. I'm not saying it's a letdown. But it could be better, guys. Look it. I know I'm just a fan critiquing you in the basement with a mic. But guys, you know, I mean, I'm not the only one thinking this, okay? Okay. That being said, let's talk about this last episode that just would drop today okay so wednesday what the second today's second or the third the third second i don't know it's a day so pretty much you get to see grogu at the new jedi temple that is being built and luke skywalker there which boy they really did such a tremendously better job with luke skywalker in this uh, episode now the one at the end of last season of Mandalorian when when they when he came in to the uh, the Imperial cruiser in wrecked house with those those battle droids or whatever or the dark troopers it was okay you know I mean it's a TV show you know there's only so much of a budget there's only so much you can do it was it was fine it was good it was good enough but you know, once it got done, you realize the technology is already there. For relatively cheap, you can do a better job. And they did. They so did. And I want to say that Sebastian Stan, the guy who played, the actor who played the Winter Soldier, is who plays Luke here. I don't know if that's true because his face, they did like a uh, a deep fake on this actor's face. And it's it, it it looks so good. I mean, geez. It does look so good. And his voice is spot on. And I'm willing to bet you that Mark Hamill is still doing the voice for Luke Skywalker. Kind of a voiceover thing, which is what Mark does now. Mark's a big voiceover actor. We all know that, you know. And anyway, so really really good job and luke and you get to see the new temple that's being built you get to see like the very beginning of him getting himself together to make the new jedi order 
which is great. Until you realize what they did with Luke and that whole Jedi Order thing in the next saga movies. I don't I don't know why they do this. I, I, I don't know why they're showing us this. Because you know all this goes to shit. Because, oh God, uh, it just, I, I, I love it. I love that they're showing us this and it makes me so excited because this is what, this is what we wanted to see in these, these new saga movies. The one with Ray and Finn and who the fuck cares. But, but we got that other bullshit where Luke's a crazy old guy who just lost his shit. And, and, you know, after, you know, he felt the dark side in, in Han and Leia's son and tried to kill him. Jeez. And it's like, and then you show us this and you do it the right way with Luke. And it just, it annoys the shit out of me because it's like, well, we know where this goes. We know all this, no matter how cool it is to see this, it's all for naught. It's all for naught. I just, I don't know. God, if there was a way you could redcon those new saga movies, I, I, I know that's ridiculous and and they'll, you, they'll never do it in a million years, but geez, you know, just take those damn movies and shove them. <laughs> It, oh my god you know how many years has it been since the last jedi came out and i still just it still just burns my the hatred burns in me with the passion of a thousand sons it's like god what are you guys doing i mean i don't think the only way i could mess that up that storyline anymore was if i really if I really wanted to, I'd have to purposely do that. Anyway, we're getting off the subject. So anyway, so we get to see Luke. We get to see Grogu on the planet to where the new Jedi temple is being built. And surprisingly enough, uh, Rosario Dawson makes an appearance as Ahsoka Tano, which I never thought was going to happen, which was a surprise. And I know a lot of it got some, that kind of got some flack because it's like, well, why was she there? It doesn't really serve the storyline. I don't care. Because I think it is so cool that her and Luke standing there talking. You know, and she mentioned something about so much like your father. Oh, my God. I, You know, I mean, I'm sorry. That's just a fan in me. It just, it just strikes a chord. That is so awesome. I love the Clone Wars series. Can I tell you that? I love the Ahsoka Tano character so much and and her relationship with Anakin as she was growing up during the Clone Wars. And to see her there with Luke and them doing Luke right in this moment, it's like, ah. Uh, part of me is just like, just, just take this right now. Take the good and enjoy it as much as possible. Because for some reason, when it comes to the movies, they can't stop messing them all up. And that's not including Rogue Squadron because I loved Rogue, or no, Rogue One, sorry. Rogue Squadrons is the game, which is a good game. And Solo, which was an okay movie. Maybe good, but it was very much okay. It wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. So, yeah. 
Um, I guess we should go over like the Mandalorian episodes here. So episode, was it four, four, five, five. Yeah. Five and six. So sorry. I had to stop. I, I'm watching so many shows. I'm like, how many, which episode was it? So episode five was all Mando. You find out where he's at. He found his old covenant. I think it's called the covenant that he's in. And um, there was only the blacksmith, the woman who made the armor, and that one big, like, berserker Mandalorian. And, you know, he goes in there, shows her the lightsaber, the dark saber, and he actually fights the the big Mandalorian for the, the right to have that saber, and he ends up winning. But she asked the question, have you guys taking your helmet off, showing your face to anybody, and Mando cannot say that he hasn't. And now he's out. He's out as far as that goes. To her, he's not a Mandalorian, but, you know, when I hear that, I'm like, whatever, because that's just, you know, him being part of Death Watch, which is that that sec of Mandalorian. So not all Mandalorians just keep the helmet on. Not all of them have pledged the creed, which is to never take your helmet off, show your face to other people. This is the way. I kind of like that. I like the fact that he has his helmet on all the time. I mean, it, it it just something about the the tension with him with that helmet on when he's in situations. I love that. I, I love it. And it's it's such a good look. When they designed the look of Boba Fett back in the day, my hat's off to them because it is it is such a cool design. It really is. I mean that it never gets old. I mean that that design was what early eighties, and it still it still works. It still works so well. But now he's out of the not being a Mandalorian, at least with you know Death Watch. So now he's off to uh, well, he went to to um, well. Okay, let's back up, back up a little bit. So he needs a new, he needs a new ship. Goes to Tatooine to the woman that helped fix his ship before. I can't think of her name. Didn't write it down. I will think of it later. Probably not. But he gets a new ship. And what does she have for him? But a Naboo fighter. That was at N, N1. N1 Naboo fighter. And I was like, uh, okay. But then they souped this thing up. I got to be honest with you. It's pretty badass the way they soup this this Nubian starfighter up. I'm really I'm really enjoying it. You know, that's that's the problem. You know, I, I I have a hard time with a lot of these shows, and especially with stuff like Star Wars, with change. In case you guys haven't noticed, just a little bit. But you know, it, when I let myself you know open the new ideas, I love the fact that. You know, he's got this starfighter, which hails back. And it's like they made this thing like a hot rod. It's so cool. And I will say, in in for those of you that, that listened last time, and Sean, Sean, I, I know you're listening. And I I, I know that, that last time I said I would like to shoot all the Jawas in the face. I take that back. This episode made me appreciate the Jawas 
a little bit more. What can I say? I mean, I, I'm a changed man, baby. Look at me. I'm like, I hate change. And I'm, I'm changing. I like the Jawas. I like the sand people. If anything can be said about Boba Fett, the book of Boba Fett is two, two characters, two races in the Star Wars universe that I did not care for, I actually like now. I don't know about the Jawas if I would say like, but I don't hate them anymore. I like the sand people. I like the sand people. Didn't like them before. Didn't like them before. They were annoying. But uh, And I kind of had a more of an appreciation for the sand people from that episode in The Mandalorian when they, when they killed the dragon out in the desert. So, yeah. Um, I think that's pretty much it for right now. Uh, next episode, we'll talk about the ending. Uh, one more one more uh, episode left, so that comes next week. I want to say there's one more. I'm pretty sure there's seven here. That's what I'm reading. I kind of feel like there's got to be... I feel like there's got to be two more, but I don't know. We'll find out. We'll see. Hopefully this ends on a high note here. Um, but maybe this will hang on a or end on a cliffhanger. And then, you know, hey... Book of Boba Fett season two, which I'm, I would be excited for. Then I'd be like, okay, okay. But you know, if that happens next season, next season, no more messing around. He's got to come in and he's got to kick some ass. He's got to get a little ice in his veins, people. Okay. You're crime Lord. You got to kick some ass. I'm sorry. If you're crime Lord, you're not a good guy. You're not. You're crime Lord. All right. Well, anyway. Well, I know that we're not talking about gaming yet in this episode, but this is kind of this kind of has to do with gaming. Um, and I forgot that this was something that was coming out. But on Paramount Plus this year, a Halo series is coming out and a new trailer dropped this past Sunday, and I got to tell you, this looks so good. And it just sucks that it's on Paramount Plus because that's something that I don't have. And I, I'm i already subscribed to so many services, so many streaming services. It's just, it's just too much. But anyway, a trailer has dropped. The release date for this is on March 24th. So that's, that's pretty soon. That's not too far away because we're in February. Um... And that is, well, that's, you know, next month. That's um, almost two months, a little bit under two months at this point. Um, I love the trailer. I love the trailer. The way they cut it, what they showed, they showed, you know, it, it it's very, the show looks to be very faithful to the games. If you're a fan of the games, and, and I know one of my, I, I said in uh, a couple episodes back that one of my, or maybe last episode that my one of my New Year's resolutions was to play and beat the original Halo games, and I'm in the process of, of playing the first one right now. I'm not very good at it. It's been a while since I beat it. Anyway, um, but yeah, this trailer, this show looks to be very much uh, uh, faithful to to what you see in the game, both the look and the feel, and uh, we don't really know what the storyline's going to be. Um, in the Halo 
seems to be something that comes along, not right at the beginning, but at some point in the series. It, that, at least that's what it seems like. And it gives us a, a, a great look into not only Master Chief, who looks great, sounds great, but into the other Spartan soldiers. And he's a Spartan soldier. So there's, you know, and, and forgive me, I am not a expert in the Halo lore and games. I'm not. I played the first two games. I have the third one up there. I've never touched it yet. But, you know, the Spartans are pretty much a super soldier that they developed to go against the enemies of Earth, which is the Covenant. And the Covenant is... Uh, I don't know if they're all the same species, but or a couple species together. But there are a couple different... Um, I don't know what they're... They almost look like lizards, kind of. Um, and they develop... We developed a Spartan soldier to pretty much combat the Covenant, which is... I mean, it, it 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 is really cool. I mean, this game is what twenty years old. The original Xbox game came out like twenty years ago, and now we're seeing this. And the production value of this looks so good. There's not much more that we know about this, but um, from what it looks like, we're gonna get more than just some eye candy because it looks like we get a little bit of a backstory in the Spartans as far as like like how they become Spartans. And it looks like it may be a little bit of a controversial thing like the Jedi where they take them as kids and then they train them and alter them biologically somehow. But the one thing too that 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 people are always talking about. So people are talking about now in the game, I guess at one point he one of the games he does take his helmet off, but now they're talking about is he going to take his helmet off in this? And I said do you care? Do you not? And I don't know that I really care. You know, you can do anything you want in movies as long as you do it well. If it goes along with what you're doing and you do it well, if it doesn't feel forced or out of place or unneeded, then okay, go ahead and do it. But, you know, at this point, who cares? Let's just see what this is as it comes out. How am I going to watch this without having Paramount Plus? Because I'm not signing up for Paramount Plus. I might have to do what I just told people to do with HBO Max. See, wait until the series comes out and then get a uh, get one of those, uh, you know, uh, you know, free for free to try for like a month, you know. I don't know. I don't even know what Paramount Plus offers that, but uh, yeah, I I mean, I'd be willing to try it out. Oh, and so the trailer, the way it's cut is fantastic, but the music they put along to it, and they, they put actual Phil Collins's uh, In the Air of the Night to it, but it's it's a different version done by somebody called Kelly Sweet. I'm not familiar with this with this artist, but it is so good. It goes along with the trailers so well. Whoever did this trailer, kudos to you guys, because not everyone does a great trailer. Okay, there are some some trailers out there that drop for for movies that even end up being good. Movies that end up being good that the trailer does them no justice whatsoever. But hey, man, you know. Here's to hoping that this thing ends up being good. It looks like it's going to be good. And, you know, 
another thing to put on my list of uh, things to watch. So, uh, we just had the Spider-Man No Way Home come out, and which was great. If you went to see it, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, you probably liked it. I hope you did. And if you didn't, I'm sorry that you didn't. That sucks. But now we also have another Batman coming out. And it's a Batman that doesn't have anything to do with like Ben Affleck or any of that, that uh, the DC expanded universe. This is all unto itself. And Robert Patterson is playing Batman. And I got to be honest with you. My excitement for this is not all that high. And I love Batman. But I was really hoping to see Ben Affleck's Batman in a standalone. But, you know, Ben has a little problem with the drinky drink and he, he couldn't get his shit together and... Hey, you know, it happens. You know, he got himself clean, but he's not doing another Batman movie. That's fine. Whatever. I mean, you know, it is what it is. But Robert Patterson going to be in a new Batman, and it looks like a younger Batman. Obviously, Robert Patterson is very young still. And it looks very, very... It looks good. I'm not going to lie. It does look good. I just... I don't understand why I'm not that excited about it. I don't understand. But as I started thinking about, you know, you know, the differences between this Batman and that Batman and then how good this last Spider-Man was and all the Spider-Men that were in there when you had the original two in there with Tom Holland, which was awesome. I started thinking about, like, the games that I loved playing. And, I, you know... I've never been a big fan of a lot of superhero games because usually usually they kind of fall flat, especially when they're based off a movie. You know, it's, it's kind of a... It, they almost feel like an afterthought. Like, oh, we got this movie coming out. We should do a game with it and just kind of, you know... It, to where the game is just kind of not holding up on its own merits, where it, it's just living off the coattails of the movie. And... One of the games I'm going to mention is kind of like that, but so let's go through, let's go through the Spider-Man one first, the Spider-Man. And the first one that, and I, these are just the ones that I've played or the ones that I liked. I mean, I've played other ones, but these are in, in you know, I don't have a PS4 or five. So I know that Spider-Man's like pretty much exclusive to those, uh, at least to new ones, like the Morales and stuff like that. So I haven't played those games. So I'm not, just because they're not on my list here, doesn't mean that I don't like them. It just means that I haven't played them. So the first one is the one that came out back in 2002 that I played on the PlayStation 2, and that was on a bunch of other consoles at the time. But that's the first Spider-Man. Um, it's just Spider-Man. It was based off of the original Tobey Maguire movie. It's the first game that I, I that I got with my my PlayStation 2. It's not the greatest game, but at the time it was the best I think Spider-Man game that had come out yet. And I played that thing so much. Do I go back to it that often? No. I'm not I'm going to be honest with you. I don't really. And that's because of the second one on my list here, and the second one on my list is the Spider-Man 2, which is based off the second Tobey Maguire movie, which came out a couple years later. 
or rather this game did. And this is the game that really turned me on to what superhero games could be. And I don't know if you guys have ever played Spider-Man 2. And I've heard people give this game shit, and I don't know why. I'm like, what are you talking about? Is it, I mean, nowadays what you get, is it equal to that? No, it's not. But this game kind of broke the seal on what like a superhero movie could be. Let me get a little drink here. Or not what a superhero movie could be, but what a what a superhero game could be. Because this a lot of times with with superhero games, at least back then, you were you were beholden to a timeline, a storyline, and you couldn't deviate from that. And there wasn't room to explore, room to kind of be on your own. And that second Spider-Man, you could do that. And that was fantastic. It was kind of open sandbox, kind of open world thing where you got to, you know, you could climb up to the top of the tallest building. I mean, come on. If you've played that game, who hasn't climbed up to the top of the tallest building, jumped off, and right before you hit the ground, spin that web and swing away? Dude, it is such a great game. And yeah, there is a storyline to it that, that kind of loosely follows, you know, the movie. Kind of. But, I mean, there's other stuff added to it. But if you don't want to follow that storyline, if you just want to swing around, there is other crime that happens on the street level, just like normal crime, like robberies and stuff like that. And you can explore all of New York City, and it is so much fun. Now, I will say, after a while, that does get a little old. But at the time, it is it was so much fun, and it is still fun to go back. And I don't know if, like, these... Newer games like the Miles Morales game, um, they're like that. But I just remember this was the game that kind of set in motion on what these games could be. You know, yes, there's a storyline, but at the same time, if you don't want to follow the storyline right now, if you want to go off and just be a superhero, just go do that. And that was great. And that kind of leads into my Batman list of games here. But I'm going to start, before I get ahead of myself here, I want to start off with with two that, that started me off at the very beginning. And the first one was the, just playing Batman for the NES, which is a really good game. Now, obviously, it's not on the level of, you know, a PlayStation 2 game or an Xbox 360 game. But for back then, it was really good. This game is hard, though. It is hard. It was on the NES. But it is it is a very uh, fair game. Uh, you don't feel like you get cheap deaths on it, and the controls are done very well. So, and, and and I think that's why it feels like it's a good game. You know, when you don't feel like you're getting cheated into dying, and when you feel like it's just you need to practice more or keep at it, and that's the way this game is. I've never beat it, but I've come close. I've gotten to the Joker at the end. I'll be honest with you. After the second time I got to him, I was just so beat from it. I'm like, I'm going to take a rest. I'm going to come back. I never went back. I played every now and again, but my hand-eye coordination, my mum, uh, my muscle memory with playing that game had already gone 
So one of these days, I got to get back on the horse. I know I say that about a lot of games, but yeah. So the my you know basically off the original Michael Keaton movie, you know on the NES, great game. The second one, which I'm not going to say is necessarily a great game, but it hits me right here with the nostalgia, is on the Sega CD, the Batman Returns game. And I just love this game because of the the CD quality soundtrack on there. And just, it felt more like an arcade game. Is it a great game? No, it's not a great game. It's all right. It's all right. It's not a bad game. I just, at the time, I really loved it because it was one of the the games that I had gotten um, brand new with the Sega CD player. And I love me the Sega CD player. So, yeah, I got to put the put this on there. There's not much to say about this. But, yeah, good game. Not a great game. It's not bad. So now we come to my favorite out of all of them. And it's not going to be just one game. There are three games that I played, and I want to say there's a fourth in the series, but I've only played the three. And this is where I think that 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 the uh, Spider-Man 2 really paved the way for these games, and that's the Batman Arkham series that, shit, was basically on every system. I mean, it's been on the PlayStation 3, 4, and 5, and same thing with the Xbox... I think the Wii U had a version of one of them. The Switch didn't have a version of any of them. I don't think. I think PC did. Um, I think even the Game Boy Advance had one of them. But these games really did it well. The ones that I've played are, I want to say, Batman Arkham City, Arkham Asylum, and then Arkham Origins. Those are the three. And all on Xbox 360. (sighs) Great games i love the look of batman just his his suits more of a battle armored suit just heavy and and again the guy who plays the joker's voice on here is mark hamill and mark hamill did a i think all of these games and the same voice actor i can't think of his name that did um batman in the animated series um does the voiceovers for him here too which is great the storylines are fantastic. It has a little it has a lot of that open world and it's it's a lot like Spider-Man 2 on the and the PS2 where you have a storyline, you can go and do that and that's what you're supposed to do, but at the same time too, if you kind of want to go off into the city and kind of be that dark menacing figure in the night and and kick some ass with some regular, you know, street criminals, you can do that as well. I love these games. There's a reason why they keep making them because they do so well because they are so good, top quality, and the storylines end up being really good too. That being said, there is one thing you got to realize with these Arkham Asylum games. If you're going to start a game and you get into it, keep going. You got to keep going because Learning the controls to this is key on all these games, the combos and when to press a button and when not to press a button. And you get a feel for it as the game progresses. You don't want to leave and then have to come back and relearn that all over again when you're in the middle of a game. It's just, 
a lot of games are like that. A lot of the newer games, it just is what it is now. But especially with this, um, I mean, it's not a bad thing. But, you know, um, yeah, that's the only thing I would say. Because, you know, I played, I want to say Arkham uh, City. And I think that was the first one I played. And I played like halfway through it. Then, you know, life got busy, came back to it a month or two down the road. And it was a rough, it was a rough road. And I think I got almost to the end, but man, that first night or two, when I tried getting back into it, boy, getting those controls back down, it was, it was a little rough. I'm not going to lie, but all three of these are great games. I'm pretty sure that there's a fourth one. Um, I don't know what the name of it is, but I think you can get all these in a collection too. I have all of them separately, but yeah, um, like I said before, I think all these come on like almost every system except the Switch. It's crazy. They're just, if you have a system since the PlayStation 3 on up that's not the Switch, you're probably going to be able to pick all these up or at least one of them. So, should check it out, guys. All right, guys. Well, I think that's where we're going to end it this week. Um, a lot of stuff to go over. There was... There was more to go over, but, uh, um, oh, I almost forgot to tell you guys. Um, before we go, uh, I just got a tracking uh, notice the other day from Holly Mega yesterday. I'm supposed to get it tomorrow on Thursday. Now, very exciting stuff. I know I said I wasn't all that excited um, last time we got together, but I got to be honest with you. When I seen that, that confirmation that it had actually been shipped super excited now i don't know with the way the storm the winter storm hit if uh it's actually going to show up tomorrow but it is on its way at some point between now and saturday i think it's going to show up so um if you are a subscriber of my youtube channel keep your eyes open because i will be doing an unboxing video and and going over that system here within probably well, I'd say the next month. I'm not going to say the next week because I got other things that I'm working on for the channel right now. But yeah, that is exciting. Polymega on its way. Four years in the making. Woohoo! So, all right, guys. Well, I hope you are having a good one. Thanks so much for hanging out with me. It's been a real pleasure hanging out with you guys. And until I see you next time, good night and goodbye. And I pissed in my pants. And I never did change my pee pants all day. I'm still sitting in my dirty pee pants.